0: me later.
1: Three black women, Cheryl, Jennifer, and Taylor, across three different generations, tackling topics you thought were taboo. Well, I'm just a hairy person with Chewbacca legs and (laughs) Chewbacca armpits,
2: sharing laughter, tears, and everything in between. You got to have a good phony pony in your back pocket. Do you have one? Yes, I have named her Bianca. (laughs) This is When Magic Happens.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to When Magic Happens. I'm Taylor Coward, and I'm here with Jennifer Long and Cheryl Jackson. And today, we're talking all things hair from wigs, bonnets, our hair idols, but also our greatest hair malfunctions. Then later, we're talking to stylist A.J. Johnson about all hair things, what we could be doing better, getting into the wig game, and the special bond between a client and a stylist. Okay, Cheryl, tell me your wildest story.
2: Okay, Back
0: in the day, okay?
2: <laughs> <laughs> when well, you had your hair silk-pressed and, you know, the big meeting that you had to show up for. Well, I was new on this job, this role, and I was rolling with the CEO of the company, and we had to go together to a meeting, and uh, the car service was coming to pick us up. And he turns to me. And we were looking for the car, and he was like, where's the car? Now, we were— In the southeast of the country, and it was humid and it was misting. Mm, Okay. Not human and misting. Okay. (laughs) Humid and misting. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I said, this is the time I need to educate him about black hair. Okay. (laughs) Just in case you didn't know, he was, you know, white. And I turned to him, I said, you know what? Unless you want to show up with Angela Davis sitting next to you at this next meeting, I'm not going to be able to go out there and get that car. (laughs) He looks at me, and he's like, oh, oh, okay, okay. So he makes a call, and and the car shows up. Well, fast forward a year later, we're at another meeting, and we were all at this meeting with the chairman CEO. There was a four-star general there. There was a one-star general, and we were leaving the meeting, and it was pouring cats and dogs it was just Mm. raining hard so we get out there and and, you know it's time to get in the car go where's the car they Mm -hmm. pick us up and he turns to these four star generals one star general he goes guys guys you guys need to go get the car. Cheryl can't get the car. It's raining <laughs> out. It's gonna ruin her hair. And I'm looking at him like, cut, cut, you know, <laughs> in front of these generals. And you know, I was like, that was joke between me and you, okay? <laughs> um, but he got it, okay? He got it. He got it. He got it about um, black hair, black woman's hair. It is sensitive. It is tricky it can be stressful um, hopefully it's becoming less stressful yeah, yeah. Um, you know I've been without perm with perm short long weave I mean I've done it all mm-hmm. and you can tell where I was in life by my hair okay. is that not true for a lot of black women that is, true. Okay. That
1: is facts
2: yes and so now here I am Hair kind of thinning. Also, I had, you know, some bouts, some health issues that taking radiation, you do know, yeah. lose your hair. And I was kind of thinning, I think, you know, with yeah. menopause. Mm. That sucks. It happens. Yeah, but it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cool with that. <laughs> What's your hair story, Jennifer?
0: Well,
1: okay, my hair story, it is also complicated, but, you know, this experience made me change my view on my hair. So Mm. I have two children. And after the birth of my daughter, I was diagnosed with this acute form of leukemia. And, you know, one, just that diagnosis was just shocking. But part of the process was, obviously I had to go through uh, chemotherapy. And, you know, After having a child, your hair is like so lush and thick and, you know, really just beautiful. And um, I literally had to cut my hair off Mm -hmm. and um, ultimately shave my hair. And, you know... It wasn't just about the hair, you know, but I think it was that one little piece of something that still made me feel like me or made me feel whole. Yeah. And for that to be gone just felt even more disheartening. Like, yeah. just the process itself was certainly challenging, but that made it even more challenging. But what it did do is it made me rethink my relationship with my hair. Okay. And to think about uh, just really being focused on the health of my body and the health of my body also ensured that other parts of my body are healthy, too, which includes my hair. So I now have just a different perspective about my hair. I don't mind, you know, working out and getting sweat in the roots. Like, I don't I don't mind that now because I really am just more connected to my body
0: being healthy. Wow. My hair story, um, I feel like it's a big part of my identity because it was the way that I connected with my relatives. Mm. Um, Hair was kind of like a generational thing. Like you could see a relative in the way your hair looked in a certain style. Like, oh, you look so much like your grandmother right now. or, And my mom and my grandmother would kind of make their own, like, salves and puddings and things that they would put in my hair. And some of my, like, formative memories revolve around hair, like watching the Ten Commandments before Easter and getting my hair pressed by the stove, like— those were some of my greatest childhood memories, and they revolved around hair. And so it's just so interesting how dead cells, basically, can play such a large role in our lives. Like, Jennifer, you it kind of sounded like you felt like you lost something, mm-hmm. like you lost a key piece. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's just hair, but it's not. <laughs> it's so it's not. not. It's just not. It's something so important that, that's kind of hard to define.
2: I don't have a perm in my hair. I mean it's it's not, you know, you now you know it's colored. So, um a
0: lovely color. <laughs> it is lovely. Cinnamon
2: <laughs> I'll always keep this color. But I, I don't wash and go, is what I'm trying to say with my hair. I love it, but I'm just not quite there yet. I yeah, do it yeah. on vacation. Yeah. But I'm not bold enough to rock it up in a boardroom just yet. Okay. Yeah. I feel it's coming though.
0: Yeah, I've recently been seeing people that are like on LinkedIn. They're like, hey, this is my new headshot. And it's the first time that I've worn out my natural hair. And I've seen that so often. And I just think it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it also does show that hair politics are a real thing. And we feel like we have to be so careful of how we present ourselves to be taken seriously or to be taken in the way we want to be perceived and so it's just really inspiring to see that people are breaking through that. Have you ever had someone ask you if they could touch your hair? All the time. Uh, people would just put their fingies right in my hair <laughs> without asking, um, especially growing up because I always was really shellacked. Like I always had a lot of product in my hair. And so people would be like, ooh, it's greasy. And I'm like, I need it to be or it's right. going to fall off. <laughs> um, but it it was something I was proud of because it's something that my mom would come home from work, rushing. She worked all night. She's a nurse. And still do my hair. And, mm. and it would still be barretted and, and bowed. And and it was just something to be proud of. And so people would want to touch my bows. And, and I'd be like, no, you know, get your hands off. Like Solange, when Don't Touch My Hair came, yes. Out, yes. I that that like, came out. I was like, I have been waiting yes. on this anthem my whole life. Don't touch my Love, Come on, Solange. Solange. You're yeah. Beyonce and Solange. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm just a hairy person. Like, right. yeah. it has always been a problem. And I, you know, would be the only girl at the slumber party with Chewbacca legs and <laughs> Chewbacca armpits. Um, And so it's like it was a blessing and a curse because, yes, I love the hair on my head. But it continued throughout the rest of my person. And so I feel like now I I keep seeing commercials of like women shaving in the commercial. I don't know if you've seen that recently. Mm -hmm. It was like a Venus commercial Mm -mm. where the woman was doing downstairs grooming in the commercial. And my mom and I were like downstairs downstairs downstairs.
2: Oh, wow. (laughs)
0: we were... That's we, a lot of
2: information. Lot.
0: But you know what? It's true. You know, we are not Barbie smooth everywhere. And, <laughs> and like, you can't, Barbie smooth. you can't love really long hair on my head and be angry that I have hair under my armpits.
2: Right. Mm. So... Who made these rules up? Anyway, I need to talk <laughs> the to <patriarchy>. them. The
0: patriarchy. Right? <laughs> I
2: need to talk to them. Nope. But I'm loving the flexibility that black women now have with our hair. Absolutely. You know, yeah. you could only just wear it one way and that's it. Yeah. Now we can come in with it flat ironed in a unit the next day. Mm. You know, you got to have a good phony pony in your back pocket. Do so. you have one? Girl, yes. I have named her Bianca. (laughs) Okay, true story. I don't even know. I should be telling this story. But I'm a runner. And I went out to run on the lakefront here in Chicago. And, you know, usually I don't run in my phony pony.
3: Mm.
2: But I've forgotten. So I was out (laughs) running. And I was like, I should go back. I'm like, no, you'll be all right. So I'm running. You know, I'm looking cute. i got my head sets on. And then... This gentleman, this white guy, he's on the bike and he kind of he rides up alongside me and he's like flagging me. And I take out my ear and he's flagging me. He said, uh, uh your your thing and he just <gasps> points back <No>. at me <laughs> <laughs> Girl, Bianca, okay, couldn't take it anymore. Bianca she, was Bianca, on the ground. She was on the ground, man down, okay? She was on the ground. Man down, man down, ponytail man over down. Bianca was on the ground, and so I'm not going to leave Bianca. I paid money leave for Bianca, Bianca, now. Bianca. I cannot leave Bianca. I turned around, jogged them back to where Bianca <laughs> scooped her up, okay? Put her in my little pocket. Turn around uh, and finish my run. But he didn't even know what to call it. Okay, he was
0: your 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 thing and he just pointed to it. What a gentleman. For prom I wore a ponytail and we thought we were so cute. We were in like a top down Corvette. Our prom was at the Drake. We felt real ritzy. And when he hit a certain speed, I felt a lift, <laughs> you know, at the top of my head. And so I was recording myself, and I was like, oh, my ponytail is about to be down Michigan Avenue. I am like, oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, it was about to fly off. Um, So that was very scary. And so I'm curious, Jennifer, have you also ever had a hair malfunction? Well, mine was more pertaining to humidity and
1: moisture. (laughs) And, you know, I had actually just had my hair done, and I was headed to this meeting. And I was like, you know, if you run fast enough— it is possible to avoid so much moisture consuming your hair. Not so. But not so. <laughs> I just I just smiled through it. That's
0: I mean, because that's do. really all I that's can do. That's all you can do. So that's a good point about maintenance of our hair. Like, what are some of the things that you just absolutely have to do or learned that you absolutely have to do to keep your hair healthy? Well,
2: Hydrate it.
1: Yeah. I think drinking a lot of water. Yes. Is very important internal. for your to Yeah, Yeah.
2: Um, I sleep with uh, a slap cap. Oh, do you? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, so your hair won't break off on the pillows. Slap, slap cap. cap. What is that, that the brand slap name? Slap cap. Yeah. Gracie <laughs> Lee, whatever that brand okay. is. Yeah. Someone slap told cap. me. Um, A gentleman friend told me that I, what was that character? Oh, God, I can't remember this. Um, Buckwheat? (laughs)
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what my mom calls me when I wake up and my hair is crazy. She's like, uh, buckwheat. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: can't remember the character. Uh, but I was like, forget you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I do that to keep it. It's it's lined with silk. yes, And it's cotton on the outside. And um, I put that on at night. Um, you know, even if I'm not wrapping my hair, mm. I'll just... You know, take off my ponytail holder, and well, first take off Bianca. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <And laughs> where's she sleep? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows about Bianca. Okay, they like is Bianca all right? <laughs> but yeah, I, I do that. I, you know, whether I'm wrapping my hair or not, I'm going to put the slap cattle on, it. so it doesn't the wear and tear that cotton has yeah. on your hair or wool from a hat. Mm, you know, yeah. you got to be careful about that.
0: Jennifer, what's your nighttime routine?
1: I use a scarf. I have this cute little pink scarf that I wear. I just kind of wrap it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if I got company, I got a silk pillowcase.
2: (laughs) 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 You're going to leave the
0: scarf behind, right? right? (laughs) I mean, I, I grew up not sleeping with anything, and so when I would wake up, my mom would call me the heat miser because <laughs> my hair would be. And she's like, I'm Mr. Heat Miser. I'm Mr. Hot. And so now that I have stuff to do the next day, I'm like, I, I need my hair in a shape that. I can work with. So I too am a scarfer. I have oh. a, I have a collection of satin scarves. Do you? Okay. That I love Y'all being
2: cute talking about scarves, <laughs> mm-hmm. but come on now. We gotta have a conversation mm. about the bonnets.
0: Oh yeah, I I too have a bonnet. Uh because some sometimes you have a style where you need length, you know, coverage. Mm-hmm. And so if I have box braids, I'll do bonnet for the edges and then a scarf down below to cover the braids and so I was at my boyfriend's apartment and he was like oh you don't you don't have your your scarf like where's your scarf and so he's like this is perfect I, I got you this thing and he like goes in his drawer and he got me a bonnet from walgreens because he saw that it's also something I use and I was just like I love this man. He bought you a bonnet he did not that's know love, girl. that is love. He that's love. That love did not Keep know him. how much they were supposed to cost, so he paid way too much for a bonnet. Should be 99 cents, but he paid a lot more. And so, I don't know, I just think that's very special Aww. of of like people getting to know your routines. Like you were saying people know about Bianca. You're right. They know when she's coming on, they know when it's time for her to come off. And so that just shows like just how important our hair is to us. Mm-hmm. Right. And but so But can we talk about him buying you a bonnet though? Oh I, like
1: not sell scarves at the Walgreens.
0: <laughs> is he up on black hair? Uh, <laughs> I think now he is because he he had to. I mean, he knows that I Did need Did he grow
2: up with sisters and
0: No, I mean, he's he's half Puerto Rican, so there's some texture in there um
2: <laughs> some melanated yeah yeah
0: and so he he gets that like mm-hmm. curls need a little extra tlc like he i almost deep conditioned him the other day i was deep conditioning myself and he's like I- i'll do that <laughs> and i'm like let me get you this plastic cap <laughs> <laughs> so he's learning and, and, it, and it's nice it's good it's good to spread that wealth like I, i'm seeing people on social media who do not typically use scarves and bonnets, but are realizing the benefits of wearing them to sleep.
2: Which people Mm. are we talking about?
0: Maybe people that are less melanated. Okay. And so I just, I don't think it's the worst thing. I think it was a little off-putting initially, Um, but I think that that needs to help. People to understand what we go through just to keep our hair on our heads.
2: TSA won't even let me through mm. for um, with all of our products that we have to have oil and grease and all of that. My so, tangle teaser. Yeah, the the big brush with the wide. It at has the one like end.
0: plastic bristles, yes. and it is mm-hmm. the best definition that I get with natural is with a tangle teaser. Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: Taylor, you have beautiful hair. You, you have do. these beautiful. Joyful, juicy curls. Um yeah, beautiful. But
0: like you said, you were like wool caps. I had a cousin who was in military school and she wore a wool beret for school and it really damaged the nape Mm. in the in her edges. Right. But Mm -hmm. she had to wear that as a uniform. And so now we have these inventions of satin lined and slap caps. Slap caps. (laughs) (laughs) So like who were your who did you look up to in terms
1: of when you were growing up? For hair, your hair, images for black hair. What did you, who
0: did you look to? I had my mommy, luckily. Yeah. She has such beautiful hair because she, she really nurtures it and she takes care of it. But in terms of media, I really always liked the Halle Berry look. Mm. But I was like, that's not for my texture. <laughs> you know, mm. like I learning texture was, was an interesting thing because I also am wondering, like, was I looking at things that I aspired to have mm. in the hair that I saw in the media rather than act true representation? Because mm-hmm. I didn't see many curlies other than, like, what's the show? Half and Half. I loved their hair. Mm. Uh, one of the sisters had beautiful curly hair that she would dye different colors. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were my hair curlies, I think. Who'd you look up to, Jennifer? You know, I think back
1: to the Cosby show. So, like, uh, Tempest Bledsoe's character, Vanessa. Mm-hmm. And I always remember her having different types of hairstyles, different hair textures. And I also remember liking uh, Denise's hair or Lisa Bonet's hair, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, just I-, I like the idea of being able to vacillate between, like, these different styles. And I admired that both of them seemed
2: to be able to do that. Yeah. Right, I, um y'all remember Jane Kennedy? Yeah. She was the com. Her hair was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's what I loved about her. She was tall because, you know, I'm tall, but. <laughs> <laughs> Can't relate. <laughs> <Yeah>. Me <either>. <laughs> <laughs> She was tall with this beautiful hair cascading um down her shoulders, her back. And I think that the challenge with that is you see this on TV and then you like, not factoring in different hair textures. But yeah, I mean, right. Teaching yeah, out that. Right. Exactly. And then, you know, I think most women people have two and three different textures on their head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine's is my crown is different from my sides and my back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to style for your texture. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand that till much later in life. Actually, maybe, you know, 1990s, 2000, I began to really understand. Um, the complexity of my lineage showed up in my head. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. Yeah. One of my hairdressers used to say, You got your mama and your back and sides. your daddy's all up in your crown. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: wanted to know more about hair care from a specialist, so I called up celebrity hairstylist AJ Johnson. We get into black hair myths, nighttime routines, and the rise of wigs. That's after the break. So this week, we're talking to AJ Johnson. He's a celebrity hairstylist, and he has his own line of products called House of AJ. He's been on Oprah, Steve Harvey, and Wendy Williams. And when it comes to hair, he's all about leading with gratitude.
3: Be thankful that you have some hair. I don't care if it's thin. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's alopecia. I don't care if your edges are breaking out, but you have something to work with. So let's be thankful for what we do have and appreciate it.
0: Do you have a lot of clients living with alopecia?
3: I've been dealing with clients that's been dealing with alopecia for decades. Mm -hmm. And that's why they would come to me because not only am I an amazing hairstylist, I am a hair care provider. I'm going to find a solution. We're going to work together. If that's even with me and a dermatologist, it's just me with, you know... Testing a uh, serum out that could grow your hair back, or uh, alleged vitamin or some ooh, minerals, ooh, ooh, or some alleged. Earthy. Oh,
0: so I love this word, alleged. I <laughs> I, I really do. And so, <laughs> what are some black hair myths that right now you want to dispel?
3: One is if you get your ends trimmed, your hair won't grow. That is not true that your hair is going to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. It might not grow a half an inch every four weeks because that's your eating habits, that's your diet, but it will grow. And to know that it's growing because you can see the texture coming out the scalp. Mm. Now, allegedly, there are products that mend split ends and protect it. Such as? Pantene, always have a commercial on saying that they can save split ends that They can put some product on it, it's gonna save your splitting hands. First of all, if it's split, it's nothing gonna put it back together but glue. Okay, (laughs) it's separated, you know, like it might mend it and you know, moisturize it and make it feel a little less harsh, Mm -hmm. but it's still gonna go continue to split to the best of my knowledge. You know, I
0: I also think that nighttime routines are important, and I know everybody's is a little different. Um, so I'm wondering. What do you recommend? What's like the best nighttime routine to protect your ends, the scalp, all that?
3: Okay, well, as far as protecting your scalp, there's no except for stimulating and maybe, you know, massaging it as a nighttime routine. That's, there's nothing you could do outside of that at night to protect your scalp. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. But to protect your hair, you could definitely use more like a silk or a silkier. Pillowcase or a head wrap that you cover your hair up with. Something like you don't want to put something that's like straight up hot, just sucking out moisture. Okay. You know, you just want something and something that kind of like slides as opposed to pull mm-hmm. would be good, you know, just to maintain it while you're sleeping.
0: Okay. So, Wigs are really all the rage right now, especially for my generation, Gen Z, mm-hmm. and millennials.
3: In my generation, everybody wearing and wigs everybody. now. Yeah, every it's race, everybody. every color, everybody's wearing wigs. There,
0: are every I I saw braid hair at Target.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm that sure.
0: Amazing. Okay, how have you seen the attitude towards wigs change throughout your career?
3: To be totally honest, I'm not totally against wearing wigs. I think Mm. wigs are a great option for protective styles. I think wigs are great if you're working out and you have to look presentable either for your job or for your Zoom call. I even think it's good if you want to wear on to you know, change your look up. You know, to give your hair a break. But what I suggest is that you just braid up your own natural hair.
0: What if you can't braid, AJ? Well, mm-hmm.
3: then you just use a wig cap, and got you put you, you put you pull in a ponytail. Hopefully, a flat one, so you won't look like you got a cone head up under that wig.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, make the ponytail as flat as you possibly can. Uh-huh. You know, wrap around, put a little bobby pin on it, and then put a wig cap on it. But there is no reason that you have to glue any of these wigs on. These really? wigs, yeah, because these wigs have elastic straps in the back. You can get, it depends on how much you want to pay on the wig. But even some cheap wigs will stay on your head without gluing it on. To me, gluing on wigs is a theatrical thing. That's if you're doing a play, if you're a mm-hmm. Beyonce, if you're on a stage, you might have to glue the wig on. Because that glue is not the best thing for your epidermis layer, for your skin. That glue sometimes can discolor your skin. It could dry out your skin. It could, mm-hmm. you know, it could be bacteria in that glue and wearing those glued on wigs like that. So it'll end up, you'll have, a big, beautiful wig on your head and the messed up hairline or no hairline and your skin all broken
0: out. No skin on the forehead.
3: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So
0: lastly, I kind of want to get into the relationships that stylists have, the client stylist relationship. What is it about that relationship between a hairstylist and a client that's so sacred? What makes it that way?
3: When you are in my chair, I am more like the brother, the uncle, the boyfriend, the husband, mm-hmm. the nephew. Like, it's all of that. Right. Because our whole uh, interaction is somewhat kind of intimate. I'm rubbing your mm-hmm. head. I'm standing over you. You're taking, you got my energy. I'm sharing your energy. We're sharing energy. We're dealing with situation. And most women, uh I'm going to say some women, come in the salon really worn out from work worn out from their husband, mm. worn out from their kids. So when they come in to me, they like, okay, I'm here to look good, feel better, and Let have me. this experience. Yeah, and that's, what I, and that's what I provide for them. And that's why I've been successful all this time. Because when you come in, all of whatever issues you're going through, you're going to leave that on the other side of that threshold. This is going to be a wonderful experience. And you're going to look good when you walk up out of here, you know?
0: That's right. What did you two think? Where was the magic in that conversation?
1: He really touched on something important, which is the relationship you have between your hairstylist and how intimate it is. You know, especially, I mean, when he is rubbing on your head, you know, even his kind of acknowledging like, I'm like the brother, the uncle, the boyfriend, I didn't know he was doing boyfriend. I might get my hair done.
2: You're <laughs> <laughs> so silly. I tell you, I have gone to AJ when I was going through cancer treatments. You know, he was just so encouraging. He's like, you know, we're going to make it happen. whether We have to wig it, fake it. And it is a special relationship. I have cried in chairs. Mm-hmm. Style, okay. Same. Oh, Jesus. Because when they whip that chair around, you look in the mirror and it ain't what you thought (laughs) it was going to be. Oh, that's the worst. Ah, 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 ah. Okay, and then you got to turn around and pay for that. And walk out. And walk out. (laughs) With
1: the asymmetrical
0: bob. (laughs) (laughs) What about Um, you, Taylor? Oh, I really liked just a professional's opinion on some trends that are going on Mm. right now of like, hey, you know, that makeup that you use is for theater. And so I thought it was so interesting when he was like, hey, like the gluing down of wigs, really only Beyonce and like (laughs) Lady Macbeth need to do. (laughs) 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 Like it's for stage. And I thought the norm was to glue down wigs just from how I've seen them be applied online. And so I do want... To urge people to kind of try out what he said because you don't want any of the adverse effects of that glue. Mm, that's right. That's magical. That is magical. <laughs> and that's it for our hair episode. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts, and tune in every Friday for a new episode of When Magic Happens. And now we have an Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at When Magic Happens Podcast. Special thanks to our guest, A.J. Johnson, for joining us today. You can find more about him and his products on Instagram at I am AJ Johnson. When Magic Happens is a production of WBEZ Chicago. Our truly magical producer is Brianna Garrett. Kevin Dawson is our executive producer. Tracy Brown is chief content officer. Editing by Justin Bull. Engineering by Dave Miska and Haley Bloomquist. And J.R. Strauss. See y'all next week.